Welcome everybody to podcast day four, August 31st, 2016, deadline day. Talk about that more in a second. Robbie Keane, a true legend of Irish football, retired today, which is kind of sad because for as long as I have been watching football, Robbie Keane has been playing for Ireland, which is, you know, kind of a, a, a moment of me getting old, actually, more than anything else. It's like, good God, if he's so old that he's retiring, that means I'm pretty old. I say as I'm sitting here at 24 years of age, I shouldn't really be giving out about how old I am, should I? But Robbie Keane... One of the greatest Irish players of all time. That's not really that much of an exaggeration to state. He's one of the greatest international strikers of all time, statistically. In fact, he's actually 14th, or joint 14th, actually, in the all-time international goal-scoring charts. So, joint 14th with Gerard Miller. That's pretty good company. His average goals per game were 0.46. But I'll forever remember in fourth class, back when I was a wee old, like 10-year-old, I think, Give or take. We were at the 2002 World Cup. I could do the maths, actually, based on the fact that it was the 2002 World Cup, so I would have been 10. So, yes, I nailed it. Um, maths. Suitable for a variety of scenarios. We were playing Germany. We were 1-0 down until very, very, very late when Robbie Keane tucked in that goal past Oli Kahn, and we went absolutely nuts. In class, because we were watching it in class, like any reasonable human beings. It was a World Cup game. Learning wasn't important that day, but that moment will be forever ingrained in my memory. That goal against Germany, and obviously we went on to be knocked out by Spain. But still, we made made it out of the group in the World Cup. What more could you ask for as an Ireland fan? Just like in the Euros, we made it out of the group. That's about as good as you get. In fact, here's a list of people Robbie Keane has scored more international goals than. Ronaldo, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Cristiano Ronaldo... David Villa, Didier Drogba, Romario, Lionel Messi, Samuel Eto'o, Gabriel Balasciuto, Wayne Rooney, Clint Dempsey. Good for him, he has 52. And you might say, oh, well, you know, he, he, he scored a lot of goals against Oman, which he, he scored one against tonight on his way out. A, a peach of a goal, actually. Just knocked it over the defender's head and then volleyed it in on his other foot. But the same could be said of Ronaldo. There's a Faroe Islands in every group of, like, qualifying. There's no reason why Ronaldo shouldn't score that many goals, and he'll probably overtake him. Keane's on 68, Ronaldo's currently on 61. I don't really envisage a world where Ronaldo doesn't get at least nine more international goals between now and when he actually retires. But Keane's an illustrious company, and he's a, a legend of Irish sport, justifiably so. And he will be missed, but there is always the future, isn't there? The other big football thing today is deadline day, which I remember back in, back in the day... When deadline day was a kind of a, a modest little thing. You see, like, before Sky literally co-opted it into a giant marketing gimmick. Where it was just a day where people bought players and it was exciting because of the players that were being bought. Not because Sky sends a, a dope to every single ground to go, Oh, nothing's happening here, Jim. Nothing's happening at all. And they break Jim White out of wherever the hell they keep him for the rest of the year. They just, just let him out for one night. I actually think he works there full time, but still... <laughs> It's more amusing at the idea that they just let Jim White out of his cage once a year for a few hours on the last day of the transfer window before tucking him back in and saying, all right, Jim, that's your use for this year. See you next year. He's like, he hibernates. This is the only day that Jim White actually exists. And Sky have turned this into a, like an industry. It's a little cottage industry for Sky. They, they pump it up and hype it up. And, and realistically, it's a, a very potent toxic mix of overhyped nonsense and people acting dumb in front of a television camera. You'd swear like Sky sent people around to all these grounds so they can go oh there's transfer updates happening. Woo. And <laughs> it's dumb. But there are usually fans surrounding them who have apparently never seen television cameras before and feel the need to act like buffoons in front of them. I've never understood that. It's like oh, I'm on TV. Woo. Shiny. 
doesn't steal your soul or maybe it does probably better off if it did but yeah and then sky on their website have uh, it's like all the transfer news and of course you can bet on whether or not a transfer will actually go through because let's face it sports would probably cease to exist without betting at least in this part of the world horse racing in particular actually that seems like particularly symbiotic without one the other could not exist who would have any interest in horse racing without the money stakes on it nobody nobody at all anyway it wasn't even like there was the year where Suarez and and Torres and Carroll and you know were big money signings and there's there hasn't really been any. There's been a few, like Jack Wilshere moving to to Bournemouth is funny, mostly because he's played like forty five minutes of football in the last four years. People are like, why would you send a, a, a quality English player to Bournemouth? It's like because he hasn't been fit ever in recent memory. It's kind of understandable that we could go. Off to Bournemouth you go. If you have a good year, we'll bring you back and you get back into the first team next year. Balotelli went to Nice. I'm actually kind of sad. He's not that bad. Well, he kind of is that bad. But still, I'd have liked him to be one of those weird players that just has to hang around at a club because no one wants him. Bunch of loans. Like, like Quadrado has gone on a three-year loan to Juventus. I'm pretty sure Chelsea have like, I think it's something like 20 players out on loan, which is kind of absurd that they have that many players out on loan. It's kind of strange. Islam Slimani went to Leicester. Never heard of him. Alvaro Arboloa went to West Brom. Aging defender, that's perfect for them. Gokan Inler to Besiktas. Jeff Hendrick to Burnley for 10.5 million. That one I don't understand. He is not worth that much money. Philip Balshide on loan to Wolfsburg. A lot of loans. Mangala on loan to Valencia from Man City. Wilfred Bonney on loan to Stoke. Samir Nasri on loan to Sevilla. Joe Hart on loan to Torino. And they spent this whole day hyping everything up. And it's like, oh, it's it's big. And there's these big transfer sagas around Musa Sissoko and how he turned Everton down. And then he was off to Spurs, apparently. And it's like... They'll hype that up and they'll shout to the moon about it and the transfer window closes in 20 minutes as of this podcast as I record it. By the time we go up, it'll probably be closed. Yeah, it's dumb. It's just like, it's, it's contract negotiations and, and deals like that happening in front of like, the public. But yeah, who cares? You can listen to new episodes of the podcast every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. You can subscribe on iTunes by searching for the TWS network. You can also listen tomorrow for a cool episode. Cool episode, cool guest. Listen to that. It's a tease. It's a good episode, though. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Garrett Gidney, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.